Welcome back to our Weekends Booked Podcast. I'm Brielle. And I'm Kate. And this is episode 11 of season two, where we discuss Happy Place by Emily Henry. Before we get into that, how was your weekend? I feel like we didn't get to talk that much this weekend. Oh, I know. (laughs) Because uh, Dan and I went to a hockey game, like the local, like, you know, uh, minor league hockey around here um, with our friends Logan and Samuel. And I left my phone in the car. But I don't have good service in there anyway. But um, that's what we did Saturday night. And I didn't really do anything yesterday. But right now I'm like waiting on this snowmageddon to come. And I say that like as a jest. But we are like slated to get some snow flurries here. Possibly some like sleet and rain. Um, So hopefully I will have a reading day tomorrow. Because work will be canceled. Fingers crossed. Sign me up. Fingers crossed. Sign me up. (laughs) I'm, I'm telling you right now, one snow flurry, I ain't leaving the house. One. <laughs> I know. That's what I told my job today. I was like, look, I will come if the roads are clear. I said, but if I see one snow flurry or one sheet of ice, I am not coming. I never call out. I'm going to take myself a day. We don't even have like a lot of uh, patients on the schedule. I, I'm not sure why they haven't just like closed clinic, but whatever. But so I'm fingers crossed that I will get to sleep in tomorrow. The thing is this, uh, both of us being from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, we know what real snow is. The problem living in the South isn't that I'm afraid of the snow. It's that people down here don't know how to act right. And when it snows, we don't even get real snow. It's like slush and ice and it's so dangerous and people don't know how to drive. They like freak out, going to the store, buying every loaf of bread possible. (laughs) Like for what? (laughs) and like all the milk in the country is gone and i don't understand that either like what are you gonna do sop up the bread with the milk i mean make make french toast yeah like i mean it's you know if your power goes out for a week all your milk spoiled people just fyi so i just like you have to just buy the snacks right like i bought tons of doritos and like cookies and crackers and i was like look we if something bad does happen and we get stuck here like we're just gonna snack our way through the time that we're stuck in the house yeah i'm just gonna try and fit in another 27 books if we get snowed in for a week and you know (laughs) living my best life over here (laughs) what did you get into this weekend so we really didn't do much um saturday we went to my second youngest nephew. He's going to be 12 this year, so he's 11. We went to his basketball game on Saturday. And I am, like, the worst at those games, right? Like, because I used to play basketball in high school, at like, for one season. You know, I didn't stick with that because I played too many sports. But And then I coached with a friend of mine years ago when uh, her daughter was younger. We coached the team. So I'm pretty passionate about it. And I get so frustrated sitting on the sidelines when, like, they're not doing what they should be doing. So I was, like, screaming so loud that, you know, Dodger was, like, my husband was yelling at me. He's, like, stop saying the same things. Be quiet. And I was, like, no, <laughs> they got to hear somebody because they're not listening to the coach. Who My sister's husband coaches the team, and he's, like, awesome. And I felt so bad because he's literally screaming this one kid's name, like, ten times to tell him to get into where his position is. And the kid's just looking around, like... I'm like, what, what's what's he looking at? What What's he looking at? But needless <laughs> to say, they did not win. But they played really well. And my nephew scored two buckets. So I was really proud of him. And, like, I, he loves it so much. I hope he sticks with it. So it was fun. And then 
afterwards, we all went for dinner um, at this new Mexican restaurant that I never tried before. It's called Azul Lounge or something. It's like the Blue, the Blue Lagoon Lounge or Blue Moon something. I don't know. It was really good. So that's all we really did the rest of the weekend. You know, just cleaned and I read a few books this weekend. So, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm keeping on pace to be trying to finish all these books by the end of the year. <laughs> no, you're trying hard. And you say, like, you know, it's just the basketball that makes you competitive. But you literally are competitive with everything. Like, I think the the whole, like, TBR, like, clear your TBR is a competition to you at this point. Like, maybe with yourself even because, I mean, you have a lot more books to read than I do. But I think you're, like, in competition with yourself to clear it. I have to be. Like, I, I you're right. I am a very competitive person. And I, I think that part of it is, like, I have... I'm like, you know, totally exposing myself here, but I have like an an A type personality. So I have like pretty bad OCD, like things have to be a certain way. You know, I have to do the same routine every day, like stuff like that. So like the anxiety of having all these books on read, which I did this to myself. I know that I did. (laughs) You know, I was explaining to one of my best friends today, you know, I was like, there's three different hobbies when it comes to reading, reading the books is a hobby buying the books is a hobby and collecting the books is a hobby. They're all separate. Yeah. You're not wrong. (laughs) So, you know, I've done this to myself, but I do feel like I am kind of in competition with myself. So like, you know, you and I have our own TBR, which I love that we read together because I think it's always fun to have somebody to talk to about the books while you're reading them. Oh yeah. Read and discuss and throw like theories off one another. Yeah. I I enjoy that too. Because, like, when I finish a book, even if I finish it, like, a day before you and I start something else just to try and, like, get some of these books off my list. Because I've been reading the short the short ones in between. It's like, I want to talk to you about it so bad. But I'm like, well, she doesn't even have that book. So, like, I can't even talk to her about it. <laughs> but we have been trying to save our conversations for the air. That was, you know, Doncho's suggestion. He said, like, the episodes are always better when we're just, like, having conversations between ourselves and I, I completely understand, like, where he's coming from. But, like, sometimes it's so hard. Like, when something happens that's really good, like, I have to text you and tell you about it. Yeah, like, and that kind, this kind of goes with, like, what we were talking about last week when I was, like, I don't want to put so much pressure on myself with it that, like, I lose my love of reading and it feels like a chore. And it kind of feels like the same with, like, us doing this. Like, we decided to do this podcast for fun because we want to share our love for reading with, like, other readers so I don't want us to, like, not talk about it because that was, like, how we started this in the first place. Because we love talking about the books that we read together. So we wanted to talk to everybody. So it's, like, hard to find a balance. But I'm already at 13 books for the month. So I'm making good good progress with my – I'm competing against myself. It's fine. Yeah, because yeah, I can't keep up with that. <laughs> well, like, you know, we have our own TBR together. And I don't read anything on that unless you read it together. And then I have my separate TBR. So it's just, you know, I'm trying to fit in as many as I can in between the books that we read, which is difficult because, like, sometimes you'll finish before me or I'll finish before you. So it just kind of, like, depends. I've also been having hella days off the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I was going to say, you you have <laughs> racked up the off days. Yeah, which, happy 2014 20, me. <laughs> But, I mean, you're making up for it because you weren't getting any off time, like, that last week of December and the, the week whole, before the whole that. Of December. <laughs> yeah. I was like, everyone wants to schedule their surgeries at the end of the year, which, you know, deductible, so you have to. But, 
it was like I could not even barely keep my eyes open half the time I would get home and be like my husband be like are you hungry I'm like I don't need to eat I'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) so it is nice to have a little bit of a break but you know we're back into the swing of things my schedule is pretty normal this week and moving forward so I got the it's I've never had off like the first week of the year before yeah. And it was really nice to kind of have that little bit of reset between, because I mean, in the medical field, you know, we really actually start getting busy in October, like October, November, and December is just like slammed, like until the end of the year. So it's, it was nice to have that first week off between all that crazy. And then the little bit of slowdown that we get in January to just kind of refresh and read and just like stay in my pajamas all day and do nothing if I didn't have to. So it was really nice. And it was guilt-free because the doctors I worked with were on vacation too. So they are the ones that took off. So that's why I had off. So <laughs> I didn't even have to feel bad about it. Yes. And speaking of like off time, before we get into the book itself, we finally booked a place for the weekend where we are going to go by ourselves and read Crescent City 3 when it comes out. And I am so excited. Oh my God, I can't wait. I, I'm telling you, it was like destiny for me to find that place. <laughs> oh yeah, because you saw you said you saw it on Instagram, right? Yeah, you know what it probably was? Like an ad that popped up because you know your phone's always listening. And we had been talking about it so much. My phone's yeah. probably oh, here's this suggested ad. But it's a cute little place that's like halfway between the two of us. And it's like this little, I, I think the little cabins are made of like old train cars or old like pools. Yes. Yeah. So it's a really cool concept and the pictures look really nice and it has great reviews. So I think we'll have a great time. I can't, I literally can't wait. I'm like counting down. I know with like with the release of that book and then like getting to actually like go away for the weekend. I'm so excited. It's, it's going to be so much fun. We probably are not going to say that much to each other the whole time. Um, <laughs> but just being there together, experiencing House of Shadow or Flame and Shadow together, like, I, that's going to be amazing. Well, and the best part's going to be that we're going to be, like, in the middle of nowhere, so we won't really be able to get any spoilers. So that's the best part, because controversy of the week in the book world was that Sarah J. Moss, like, posted a spoiler on her Instagram and people weren't ready and I see both sides of it right like so on the one hand her other book's been out for like over two years so like if you didn't read it too bad so sad you know but then on the other hand like she has pretty um loyal fans so like if they haven't got to that yet because her world is pretty hard to read like it's a lot And if someone's like a slow reader, it may still have taken them up until this point to get to that part, like those two books in the series. So like she could have at least put a little slide before the one that she did that said like spoiler warning. So if people didn't want to see it. But not even people that didn't read it, like we've read it and I was upset when I saw it because I don't want to see that because when you're leaving off of the last book, that scene that was leaked or that she posted, I guess, because it wasn't even leaked that's not what was going on, right? No. So, like, you just spoiled a whole scene. Now, we don't know what the context of the scene is or where it's placed, like, throughout the book, but it doesn't matter to me. Like, I was a little upset about that, and I I saw another one today. Like, it was actually, like, a drawing, and it was, like, a whole different scene with those same characters in it, and I was like, this ruins social media for me. Because, like, you can't even get on and just, like, scroll through Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Even if you're not, like, 
doing like the whole book thing without stumbling upon something that's going to ruin your day. No, I agree with that. Like, I kind of feel like I don't really want to get on Instagram or TikTok for like the next couple weeks because I don't want something to be spoiled because we've waited so long for these books um, to come out. Because, I mean, like I said, the last Crescent City book, I think, was put out two years ago. So it really does kind of suck. And these books are expensive, you know, because they're only in hardcovers right now. And they're like 30 something dollars. And you spend all this money on a book that you've been waiting and you're so invested in the series and then something gets spoiled like that. So I hope maybe like it wasn't too much of a spoiler for us. Obviously, it is a spoiler. We do know from uh, the end of the second book that all those characters are involved with each other at this point but like we don't really know what happened or what the situation is it's just like a little burb so we'll see I mean I was a little conflicted about how I felt about it when I saw it and then when I heard that somebody leaked the first three chapters of the book from like iBooks Brazil or something and then the whole entire book I was like what luckily it got taken down but I mean that's just like why ruin it for everyone else yeah exactly like you're not helping anyone out And we are really going to have to stay off social media because the book, it's, I think it's slated to be delivered like on the 31st, but we don't actually go on the little trip until like the The night. Yeah. The weekend after. So like, you know, how people have already read the book by the time we even are going to start it, which is fine, but like it it is going to be hard to, to stay off social media for that. that's gonna gonna be a good weekend for us a good week for us because we're going on that trip and then we are actually going to meet tessa bailey yay i'm so excited about that me too i can't wait she has a new book coming out called fangirl down and we're going to go see her it's again about the same distance from both of us so we decided to go after work on tuesday and um i'm really excited to get The only thing I'm unexcited about is I only have one of her books in, like, physical copy because the other stuff we read on Kindle or listened to on Libby. So I'm going to bring that book to get signed, and then we'll get her new book. So I'm really excited because that's our – this will be our first um, book signing that we go to together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited, too. And I love her, and I just want to tell her, like, how much I love her. Like, you just make me so happy. (laughs) Don't be weird about it, though. No, I'm not going to be weird about it, but... <laughs> like, don't go up to him and be like, you just make me so happy. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of being happy, uh, this week is Happy Place by Emily Henry, who we've actually never covered. So, Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit of author info? So, what I found about her is quite a bit of information. Um, she's an American New York Times bestselling author for romance novels, Um, Her debut novel was actually a YA novel that came out in 2016. It was called The Love That Split the World, um, which I want us to go back and read at some point. Just side note. Um, She she went to Hope College for creative writing. She splits her time between Cincinnati and Kentucky's northern Ohio River region for where she lives. Um, She is three years running for the Goodreads Choice Award for Best Romance Novel. And something you had told me that I thought was kind of cool is that all of her books have been adapted to screenplays. So, like, we don't know if they've already been casted or scripted or whatever, but they've all been picked up to be screenplays, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and you can tell why, because, like, all of her reads are just, they're feel-good, they're fun, 
the covers are awesome always she always like does like a color scheme for each book which I love um I think I read one of her books first and then like I told you to read it I think we, we did we did book lovers together and I actually had read um people we meet on vacation before that but like yeah. ever since that like first read like I'm just like anything she puts out like I want to read well, that book lovers was the first book of hers that I read. And that was when you had given me, this was before we really started reading the same books at the same time. And yeah. I remember you gave me that book. You gave me uh, the the Grady Hendrix book and you made me read where the crawdads sing. And <laughs> so I read all those. And I remember book lovers specifically because I told you, like, I don't really read rom-coms and you're like, trust me, you're going to love this one. So I read it and I did. I loved it. I read it in like less than a day. I couldn't put it down. There's just something about her writing that like just captivates you and you just have to know like what happens. It's like the most Hallmark movie on paper with like more twists and turmoil in a lot of her books to get to that happy ending. And I just, I just love her. I mean, I cried when I read this book, which I don't, I mean, I cry more probably more than you do when we read, but not like this like this was because this was like real life shit I felt like yeah that's what I was gonna say like it's not just a rom-com right like each of her characters is well developed and they actually go through like real life situations like in this book you have you know group of college friends and you you kind of progress through life with them as they're in college and then, you know, they're graduating and they're going on and getting real jobs and they're starting to settle down. All of these things are relatable to like any type of reader. So you can like actually like experience these emotions with these characters, but you can relate to them and be like, oh, I went through that or I knew somebody who went through that. That's one of the biggest reasons why I enjoy her books because they're so relatable to anyone. Well, it's like, I can't even compare, like, her stories to, I tried to think about, like, oh, it reminded me of this movie, or this movie, or this show, but it didn't remind me of anything, because it's so unique at the same time, even though her stories are so relatable, and I'm sure they've maybe been told in a similar way, but I can never compare it to something else, because it stands alone so well on its own, and I just felt so, like, connected with the main character, Harriet, because, you know, like you said, there's this group of friends and at this point there's six of them and they're kind of all coupled off. Right. And her and like her fiance who ex fiance, which nobody knew was like heartbreaking because you have this group of friends and you don't want to ruin this trip to their quote unquote happy place together. So it was like heart wrenching to see them go through like the roller coaster ride that they did. Actually every couple like had their own shit going on, but I just felt like, I don't want to give away too much, but like, <laughs> I felt like when maybe, maybe they weren't really going to be together and like the whole exchange between the two of them about why and like all this stuff, that's where I cried because it was like, wow, this could really happen to anyone. Like if, if we would have made a different choice, cause you know, the story of like how my husband and I got together, if I yeah. would have made like a different choice and been like, oh, you know. Cause we were like best friends and I didn't want to ruin that, which is kind of like what happened with these characters. So if I was to make a different choice and be like, no, I really don't want to mess up the friendship. Like I wouldn't have this wonderful, like 16 year relationship that I have with my best friend. 
Yeah. So it's like yeah. all about like life choices that you make. So I think that that's why that part of the book kind of like stuck with me because I felt like it was really relatable. And it was like, I guess it like pulled at my heartstrings because I was thinking like, like Harriet was like, okay, what would my life be without him? And it would suck. Yeah. And her, her point of view was not only like without him, it was also like she had been driven her whole life to be perfect, Mm -hmm. to please everyone. You know, she did exactly what was expected of her all the time. Oh my and God, it still sounds like me. I don't know. <laughs> it still sounds like me. You're Harriet. <laughs> but then she kind of like wakes up one day and she's like, is this even what I want to do? Like, is this even what makes me happy? That's like a reoccurring theme. Like what actually makes you happy? Like, is it a place? It is a person. Is it a feeling? What is it? And all of these characters, like all six, six of them really are on this journey to like figure that out. Yeah, and I felt like it focused so much on, like, your happiness and, like, rediscovering who you are, but also on, like, this unbreakable friendship that they have was, like, very moving, you know, because as an adult, I mean, I can say that I can count all of my, like, real friends probably on one hand. So, like, you know, it's, it's really cool to see that those kind of friendships develop because, they've been friends their whole life and you don't get a lot of that. So it is kind of like, you know, you see them fighting for their friendships as well because they've all kind of drifted apart. You know, that's what happens when you get older. Like everyone has their own stuff going on. So you can't devote as much time to those relationships. And, you know, her one poor friend, Sabrina, my God, you know, it was like the end of the world for her, but you know, it's, she was the one that felt like she was putting in all the work to maintain all their friendships. And, it kind of took all of them like coming to a head, you know, for everyone to kind of realize like what everybody was taking for granted and the certain things they weren't happy about. Yeah. And they also like came to realize that things are changing, you know, we're getting older, things are changing, but that doesn't mean that what we have has to come to an end. It just means that like we have to adapt to the way that we're living so that we could still fit into each other's lives. Oh, I just love this book. I feel like, I don't want to call us middle-aged. That almost made me throw up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, as middle-aged, but I guess, like, we kind of are. Well, no, I don't think we're middle-aged yet. We have, oh. like, 10 years to go. I would say, like, 50 is middle-aged, right? 50 is not middle-aged. You ain't going to live to be 100. What are you talking about? I mean, about? most people do, like, or in our family at least, maybe riding out the 90s. So, like, That's... I I feel like... All right, I take it back. We'll say 50 is middle-aged in, in our, you know, delicate ecosystem that we have going on here. No, <laughs> but... That really made me feel like I was going to throw up. But the, um, well, I don't even remember the point I was trying to make because that really just really gave me some PTSD. I got real hot all of a sudden thinking about that. I think, I think your train of thought was like, no matter like how old you are, you not only can like change, but you can also like find happiness, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think I just remember what I was trying to say, like as the friendships were pertaining that we were talking about is like, as you get older, I feel like you realize the relationships that are worth keeping are the ones that both people are willing to put the work into, right? Like we're all adults, so everyone has their own life. So 
even like my, like my best friend I've been friends with for third literally 31 years since I was six years old I was talking to her today we don't get to talk sometimes we don't talk for five months at a time because life is just busy but when we do we both put in the work you know even if we don't talk all the time we still text each other like good morning every day or whatever it's just as you get older I feel like you choose which relationships you want to be important to you but it also as you get older you realize well if this relationship is important to me it has to be important for the other person too otherwise it's no longer important to me if that makes sense no no i understand yeah i understand exactly what you're saying and it doesn't mean that you have to talk every day you know hours long conversations it just means, you know, okay, let me, you know, send a little meme to this person just to let them know that I'm thinking of them or this reminded me of them. They're still in my life. And then if you do have that like huge, like life altering event happen to you, that's going to be the first person you call and they're going to be there for you. Yep. I could have said it better. So I feel like yeah. that's how these characters were. I just loved everything about this book. I read it in one day. Yeah. Um, so did I one day. It was I stayed up all night, like, because I started reading it. We started reading it in, like, the afternoon, I think. And it was the weekend. And I think I stayed up to, like, 4 in the morning because I had, like, 80 pages left. And I was like, I got to know what happens. We're just going to ride this one out. Yeah, I feel like her writing is always, um, like, the chapters are shorter. But, like, everything that she includes, it you need it, right? So she doesn't ever, like, over, like, over-descript things. Yeah, or... it's not a lot of fluff. No, not exactly. Not a lot of fluff. She gets, like, to the point, you know, but her characters are always, like, these lovable characters. Her plot is always, like, super strong, too, in all of her books. And she always, like, creates these, like, really, like, picturesque settings, like, in my mind. Like, places, mm -hmm. like, I want to go, you know, with my friends or by myself. It doesn't matter. And I, I think that's just, like, a common theme, like, through all her books, which has, like, obviously made me, like, a super fan of hers by now. Well, and one thing that I did like that I think both of us really like dual perspective, and this was, like, a dual timeline where she was talking about, like, you know, their happy place in the present and then back in the day when they were all in school together and how their relationship started. So I really liked that because you got to live in the moment of them going through what they were going through, but also reminisce about yes. the times that led up to what was happening now. So it was really nice to get that rounded perspective of all the characters and the dynamics between them. Yeah, and I think she did it in a unique way because they were, you know, vacationing. It was like their friendcation um, in Maine at one of the characters, Sabrina's, like, family house. And they had all been there so many times that, like, the place itself held so many memories for them that they could walk in a room and like picture something that happened like you know six years prior but like as she's writing she's describing all that to you loved it loved every second of it i did i really did i think there's actually another one that i'm not sure when it comes out i really wanted to look before we got on here but i forgot but it's called like funny things or funny oh people i think i saw that Something yeah. Like that. yeah. And we haven't got, we haven't read that one yet. So, or we haven't pre-ordered it either if it's not out yet, but we'll have to definitely check that out because I ship Emily Henry hard. I know. I do too. I second that motion. 
All right, guys. Well, that wraps up season two, episode 11. As always, if you liked what you heard, give us a rating on whatever podcast alley you listen to and check us out on Goodreads at Kate0321 and at Brielle923. Again, I'm Kate. And I'm Brielle. Until next time. Thank you.